0: Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention. And now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the Top Travel Destinations. I'm your host, Kevin Flanagan, here to use my 20 years of experience as a top travel writer with The Sunday Independent to show you where to stay eat, shop and explore when you visit the world's top travel destinations. So sit back and enjoy our journey together. Welcome to this week's Top Travel Destinations. My name is Kevin Flanagan and I'm your host for today. And in this week's podcast, I'm going to make a confession. And I'm also going to reveal The secrets of what makes a great ski resort. I'm bringing 20 years of experience as a travel writer and editor at one of the world's top newspapers so you can enjoy the holiday of a lifetime knowing all the essentials that I will recommend. From where to stay, eat, drink, and be entertained, that's people watching, to finding secret hidden gems. I do the heavy lifting so you can skip hours of searching, often fruitlessly, on the internet for deals and recommendations. So, I'm going to be your personal guide as we visit some of these top destinations in the world. And by the end of this podcast, you will know all you need to have the time of your life. This week, we visit Schladming, nestled in the high Austrian Alps. Now, The first question should be, what should any ski resort provide to a skier? And skiers, as we know, come in all shapes and sizes and all levels of experience. Well, in my own experience, a great ski resort should have the following. And tick these off when you're next lining up your ski resort of choice. It should have ease of access to airports and good road networks. Schladming, which is my preferred choice for this week, is only 90 minutes away from Salzburg Airport by coach. It's very, very convenient, and it takes a lot of the strain out of traveling, which can sometimes be up to four hours transfer from an airport to to the top of the mountain. Ideally, your ski resort should be situated near, if not actually on the piste and the slopes you're going to ski. It should have a ski school that caters for both kids and adults. It should have great connecting lifts with ski passes that will take you to adjacent ski resorts so you get a variety of skiing. It should have a pool, a spa and a gym because skiing is taxing on the body and you're going to need to really relax and stretch after a five-hour session. Of course you're going to need great restaurants and bars both on and off the mountain. A great range of accommodation and we're going to look at no expense spared all the way down to very good value and finally and most importantly that imperceptible magic atmosphere but how do you unlock the magic how do you find the ski resort that has that special ingredients well here I'm going to reveal my first secret to finding a great ski resort and that is look for the locals who are using it. And particularly look at skiers from the big three, Austria, France, and Italy. You could also throw in Holland actually, because they have some very seasoned skiers. And if you find them at your resort, you will know that they have got into a car and spent up to seven or 11 hours traveling to this ski resort. So it has to have something going for it, something special. The other thing is to look for altitude. It used to be that 1,600 meters was fine, but with global warming, the seasons have changed. Uh, It's usually December to March for skiing, but you may have to search higher. And sadly, uh, a lot of resorts are now preparing for life after skiing so skiing may become very very elite experience for those with lots of money so enjoy skiing while you can so schladming i'm just going to put schladming through this list of what they need to have firstly on ease of access well you fly into salzburg if you're coming from europe and it's only 90 minutes transfer time It is very near the piece, but you do have to take a car and a gondola right up to the top of the ski slope. It has the most excellent ski schools for both adults and kids, and I can testify to that, having taken myself and my two grandkids, Kuba 9 and Maya 6, to the ski resort. It has great connecting lifts, and the ski pass, as we'll see, takes you to 10 different mountains and a whole different variety of skiing while the area of Schledming itself has four major mountains There is the most fantastic community pool. This huge area where you have whirlpools and slides, and you can really do a fantastic workout. And it's 11 euro fee for the community. And Austria are remarkable for the community spas and restaurants and gyms that they put into one big complex. So you can have a really great swim and then go and eat, stretch, relax. The restaurants and bars, both on and off the mountain in Schladming, as we'll see our first class, and they have a great range of accommodation. Plus, they have that magic atmosphere, which is, I think in Schladming's case, it's a sort of a relaxed, special type of friendliness from the locals. And they also have a huge amount of entertainment. Now, for example, this December coming, the 7th and the 8th, You can watch and listen to Robbie Williams while you ski. He'll be playing live on the Planae, which is the first station. I can't really imagine anything more wonderful than listening to Angels with Robbie Williams live as the snow falls and as you slowly career down towards the end station past a huge gathering of people which again will be happening this December in a couple of months' time. It's definitely worth considering going out early just for that. But that's not all you're going to get in Sladming. You're going to get night skiing. If you've never skied at night, it is really the most extraordinary experience. You may have had a couple of drinks, which sort of relaxes you. And as you ski down, sometimes there's artificial lights, but if you're a little bit up the mountain, there won't be. All you'll get is the stars and the moon. But because you've this blanket of white reflective snow at your feet, it gives this eerie light. So you can actually see where you're going. Maybe not all the bumps, but good enough to get down. There's also a black run at the very end of the Schladming ski slope which brings you into the town and uh, hear people gather to see just how the skiers are doing. Some uh, take pleasure in people falling, and it surprises me that some skiers who don't really have the skills will take on a black late at night in slushy conditions and uh, make a fool of themselves and crash and burn. But there you go. It's sort of a bit gladiatorial standing there jeering and shouting as people come to an end of their day on their backsides. And this brings us to the other question that quite a lot of friends of mine don't even understand why one would ski at all. Many of them say things like, Oh, it'd be way too cold. I really don't like the cold. People say that, Oh, how dangerous it is. What if I fall? Skiing's only for the super fit or the super rich, or skiing's for the young. Well, to be honest, that's just a load of old baloney. I started skiing when I was in my early 50s. This surprises people because they think, well, you have to go as a kid, and that would certainly help. But I started in my 50s when I was offered a job, one of my first jobs as a travel journalist, and I was taken on a trip to Andorra. My first lesson was a bit of a disaster because the teacher wasn't really very, very good and not like the teachers nowadays. And he took us up to the mountain and even though we hadn't skied before, he expected us to get down. Uh, Skiing is not that easy. It's physics. Uh, You put a very, very shiny surface on a very, very slippery surface and uh, point it down at 90 degrees and only one thing's going to happen, and that's speed. And if you don't know how to stop, uh, you're in trouble. So you really have to take skiing seriously. And I came back from that first rather disastrous morning and and, and just applied myself to learning from scratch, going up to the artificial slopes in Dublin. Wherever you live nowadays in Europe or in the Americas, there will be some sort of artificial snow conditions where you can learn. And I take that opportunity. I also brought my grandkids on their first ski trips when they were four years old because I wanted them to experience what I never had, which is proper training at a young age where you don't have any of that adult fear. And and it seems to me such a great sadness because quite a lot of people in my family and friends still haven't skied. Oh, I get injured. Oh, I know someone who broke their leg, etc, etc, etc. But there's actually many unique benefits to skiing. The research is really, really clear. It helps your blood pressure go down, it helps your cardiac health go up, it helps your mental health. And another secret it's a super sport for boosting the immune system because it gives you this all round sense of well being. You're up in the mountains, the air will never be cleaner. You don't have your mobile phone operating sometimes at those heights and all you do is breathe alpine air and exercise and take in some of the most beautiful, majestic sights and sounds that you will experience and have the privilege of experience on the planet Earth. I can look back on my skiing experiences and I look back to Schladming recently, just last March, and I see... Incredible views, vistas overlooking when you're literally on top of the world. So the scientific benefits, actually monumental. But of course, we all have to find the snow. And that's why I picked Schladming to present to you in this podcast. Because I've skied just about everywhere in Europe. I'm very lucky in that respect. And I've picked a place that will satisfy you, your family and your friends. And what's Schladming? What's it got going for it? Simple. Schladming actually was an old mining town uh, in the Austrian Alps. And it's the vastness of what's called the Schladming-Dachstein region is is incredible. There's over 230 kilometers of well-maintained peace and it's spread across 10 ski mountains. It really is for me a winter wonderland. You have things like the, the the really, truly majestic Schladming Four Mountains. Then there's smaller ski areas like the Reisen Farm and the Planarium, which cater especially for families. I'm going to put links to all of these names and resorts and hotels and restaurants in the text that accompanies this podcast on our website top travel destinations. So you'll be able to click on those links. It will get over my sometimes appalling pronunciation of Austrian-German, and you'll be able to get the information readily just with a click of a button. But going back to the, the actual ski area of Schladming, it is served by I think it's 81 modern gondolas and ski lifts. They've really spent the money, you can tell. These are State-of-the-art gondolas with heated seats, some of them. There's nine sled runs along with a choice of a hundred ski huts. Now, when I say ski huts, we're talking about chateaus on the mountains. Places where you can drink in absolute luxury, eat warm Alpine Austrian food after a morning skiing. Sit outside and take in the sun. This is another secret that nobody knows about skiing if they haven't been, that you can get sunburn at skiing very, very easily. And the first thing you pack when you go out in the morning is your sunscreen because you're high up. You're quite often above the cloud line. So like a plane going out of an airport, once you're through the clouds, the sun's everywhere. And it's the same with skiing. So pack your sunscreen, sit outside, have a Glühwein, which is this wonderful warm wine with herbs or a beer or or whatever it's your fancy, and, and watch the world ski by. And of course, apart from Robbie Williams, you've got an awful lot going on in the Schladming area. They have what's called the Double Night Time Ski Spectacle which is a really amazing event for anybody who loves the snow and skiing. And uh, you're going to be able to see also the Alpine Ski World Cup. They have races on January the 23rd and 24th of 224. But don't forget food. There's a very famous chef called Richard Rausch, who is doing this special Alpine cuisine treat where 15 of these mountain huts, these superb restaurant facilities, stuck right up in the top of the mountains, which you ski into. Here you'll be able to enjoy gourmet dishes, and they're going to have a special ski taste, taking local genspata initiatives, is what it's called, which they have regional culinary prowess so you are going to be able to eat very very special local food and they are not charging any more than for what would be a plate of plaster. So try to make uh, the most of that if you do come to Schladming. So apart from your great slopes, your night skiing, there are a good number of activities for non-skiers. Now I'm talking about the wives, the husbands, the children the grannies or granddads the friends who don't ski and who may be active and who may want something to do well you've got walking you've got hiking you've got snowbooting which is you put these sort of tennis shoes on your feet and you can actually walk into deep snow, off-piste as it's called. The piste is the groomed area of snow. You can walk off-piste and you can have the most amazing time because you'll go only where the wild animals go, the bears, the, the, the wolves. In some areas these still exist. Uh, they're much, much <laughs> restricted now and disappearing sadly. But you will see more common foxes and birds of prey. and. Uh, You'll only see these when you go off piste and you go quietly padding through the snow with your snow boots on, your snowshoes. does require a, a certain level of uh, fitness because it's tough. But of course, what happens at the end of the day, uh, skiing in Schladming or walking or trekking, is you get down to your community swimming pool which comes complete with a spa, and you immerse yourself in the water. And this is the another secret that I would share with you. When you're not used to five hours continuous exercise high up in the mountains, where your body's actually working at 20% less oxygen, and it, it's tough on the body, even on the fit. And I would consider myself to be fit because I get ski fit, and I'll go into that a little bit later. So you need to get rid of this stiffness by getting in warm water and stretching and jogging and swimming. And it's like a a magic miracle cure. You won't suffer from this DOMS, this delayed onset muscle soreness. It will certainly reduce it. And then you can also enjoy some of the spa facilities. They know that this combination of hot water, cold water... And one of the great things about the community and some of the better hotels that have swimming pools is you can swim underneath the stars with the Alps surrounding you and the snow-clad mountain ranges. It is something out of Lord of the Rings and absolutely fantastic. Then, of course, you have to sleep. So I've gone to the trouble of really looking at the hotels and, and I can recommend three levels of hotels for you. Starting at the good value ones, just out the side of town. The last time I went with myself and the two grandkids, Kuba and Maya, we started off by staying in the Hotel Ferenau, which is on the outskirts of Schladming. It's like an apart hotel. It's very basic, but clean. You do get your breakfast. They do provide an evening meal, but there's very little frills, no bar. And That's very good for those who are budget minded. If you want to move into the old city itself, which is much nearer the lift up to the mountains, because if you stay outside of Schladming, you've got to get a bus in and then you've got to catch the gondola, which takes you right up to the top of the mountain where the ski school is. Quite often the ski schools are situated down at the bottom of the mountain, but in Schladming it's the other way, which has advantages and disadvantages. But if you're in the old city itself, it's just a short walk in the morning with your ski boots on, which you don't want to be tramping miles in because they're very, very heavy and uh, quite uncomfortable. They're designed for skiing, not walking. So we stayed at the mid-range hotel New Post. And again, the link will be in the supporting article. This is great. This has the traditional Austrian buffet breakfast, buffet evening meal, nothing fancy. Lovely rooms, very pleasant staff. Highly recommended. If you want to go up a degree, uh, go a little bit more uh, grandiose. The Johann uh, Hotel. It's located right in the main square. It's only two hundred fifty meters from the Planai Valley station, which you take up the mountain in the gondola, and has a bar, a great award-winning restaurant. It's a wellness area, a gym, and if you have a car and you've driven there, which many people do from around Europe, then you have free parking. Of course, then there's the famous après ski. And a a, a trip to the mountains would not be the same without your après ski. And with kids, I have young kids under the age of 10, grandkids, we would have our own sort of après ski. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. But the adults among us, and they are often allowed to bring kids, and often do bring kids. There's the Siglu Bar, which is shaped like an igloo. It's sort of, you know, it could either regard regarded as being a bit naff or very, very cool. It depends what you like. It's just off the main square in the town centre, and it has some really good cocktails. There's also the Bizel, which is a karaoke bar if you want to go a bit wild, and... Um, up in the mountains itself, there are some fantastic bars, particularly on the planet where you can have a drink and then ski down the last bit in the dark, which I would recommend if you have a, a certain level of skiing. It's quite magical. You've got to eat as well. Uh, not everybody wants to stay in their hotel and eat in their hotel, even though the food is paid for. So a couple of restaurants that I would recommend and would be the one Wand Alp huts. This is on the Unterstrasse 41. Again, all of the details of this will be in the links. Amazing food. Uh, It's got a great wine list. It's got that Alpine urban cool vibe going on. There's some cool guys serving you. If you want to go up a little bit, the Restaurant del Tischleray has some absolutely standout dishes. The Tischerei soup, a delicious mix of many Austrian soups, such as uh, bull or Schultz & Schnitzel. Uh, again, I really apologise for massacring the language. This is actually a tender meat dish. It's cooked for sometimes up to 48 hours. And they have this amazing flowerpot dessert, which uh, is a sort of a real must-try. Good wine selection as well. And if you want to stay up in the mountains, the Schlaf Schlafarm, has really great place. I love it. It's rocking. Lots of loud music playing. You're going to have fun up here, particularly if you're with a party that's out to have a bit of a good time. Uh, Pizzas baked in the wood-fired oven, fresh trout from the lake. They even have a fillet steak from the Styrian meadow oxen. So that's very local and very, very, very pleasant mouth-watering. I personally fell in love with a Place called the Heimat uh, Gould in Schladming, very near, about to gain 200 meters from the gondola. This is a bespoke little coffee shop. It's a bar as well. They have a fantastic selection of locally made produce jams, chocolates, cheeses, honey, sausages, wool products as well. And we used to love going there. I would have my double espresso good coffee the kids would have a hot chocolate and then we'd share a charcuterie as well which was great local cheeses great local uh, meats so lots to look forward to a great warm Austrian welcome if you if you want a bit of fun at night there is a Seven-kilometre toboggan ride, not for the faint-hearted now. You have to dress for that, and you have to have good, strong hiking boots because you use those to uh, stop yourself. So let's have a look at uh, what's the best way to prepare for this trip to Schladming. Well, you're going to know beforehand that you've got several weeks to get into shape, and I would say a really big secret is to not go out of condition. If you get ski fit, it will save you maybe three or four lost days. I have been on so many trips where I've been with a sedentary member of the group. They're great for the first day, as everybody is. Second day, it starts to fall off. Third day, they can't walk. Or they've injured themselves because they just don't have the, the muscular strength and coordination that exercise gives you. So if you're going to go on a ski trip and you haven't been before get ski fit you can do this by walking start at 10 minutes a day and build it up to an hour hill walking would be even better because you're going to be up and down it's very challenging walking around with heavy skis and heavy ski boots on your feet you've got you know 10k on each foot when you're trying to clomp up and down the best of all would go uh, to an artificial slope and take some lessons I learned how to ski after that first horrendous experience. I went to the Ski Club of Ireland just in the Wicklow Mountains. They have this huge artificial uh, ski run which is made of you know this uh, specialised plastic where you can get the sensation of skiing. What's more important, you will learn such things as how to put your ski boots on, which can take half a day. How to stand and put on your skis, which can take half a day. You will also learn how to Do a pizza run, which means you put your skis out so you don't go too fast because it's all about friction and about speed control and how to stop. And if you can do that, learn how to put your skis on, your boots on, learn how to do a, a controlled descent and stop, you will have gained three or four days. You'll go straight into a better class and you will get such enjoyment out of the whole experience. So that's my big, big secret there is getting ski fit. My final point I'd like to share with you on this podcast on Schlabming is how to put the holiday together. I have always gone to the one provider. And the great thing about going to someone I personally have used Top Flight for years and years, they're an Irish-owned ski company. They operate in the UK. There are so many good companies around Europe as well and in the States, if that's where you live. And what's good about them is you will have your flights. Your transfers organize, your hotel, whichever level you've chosen, organize. You may can go half board or just breakfast. They can organize ski gear and ski passes. You don't have all of this hanging around, waiting around, going searching here, there and everywhere. I know people love going online and getting bargains, but I actually think when you break it down, and I did break it down once, going to a one-stop shop like Top Flight will be no more expensive than doing it all yourself and then you have the joy of someone like Topflight who provide a, a resort manager last time it was this wonderful gent that we got on so so well with and he helped organize when we had any questions when one of the kids got sick he recommended the doctor to go to He lived on the resort and he was an absolute joy. So that made a huge difference. Um, Just a quick thing about what to buy if you've never been skiing before. Ski gear is as expensive as cars. You can have your Dacia, which I personally drive, which is right entry level. You can go right up to a Lamborghini. Same with ski equipment and ski gear. You could spend a king's ransom on a pair of trousers to ski in if you know where to go. And if you go to places like Courchevel, where the Russian billionaires used to ski, I think that's all changed sadly or not sadly depending on your point of view. They, they would drop huge amounts just on a pair of salopettes, which are the ski trousers, thermal ski trousers and a top and all designer gear. So, I would suggest if you're going for the first time, you're going to need to buy some stuff. You have to have ski gloves. You have to have your own ski socks. They're specially padded to make wearing a ski boot comfortable and bearable, actually, (laughs) because they can be tough. Thermal vests, woolly hats, snowshoes and pets. Now, if you're only going for your first time... Go to a bargain store like Lidl. They have fantastic gear. The only thing you have to be aware of is that you'll see someone else wearing a Lidl particularly if they're kids, because their parents know that the kids are going to grow out of them and they don't spend much money. We've put both grandkids through Little Gear and it's been absolutely fantastic. When you actually get to Schladming, you will hire your skis, your poles. You can hire your boots as well and helmets. We went to the Sport Tritscher, which is in Planai, There was a great guy in there, Hans I believe was his name. He had his dog there and the kids used to love going in and bring treats for the dog and they looked after us. And each morning you pick up your skis and your boots which you leave in the shop in a warm room so the snow melts off them and they're nice and dry and warm. So that's a really good secret to have. And finally, you must, the biggest of the lot, You must have insurance. I'm going to tell you a a story which is true. I had a friend of a friend who went skiing. It was their first time. They weren't in good shape. They were overweight and they had a really bad accident. They broke their legs up on the mountain. They did not have ski insurance. They had to be flown out by helicopter and eventually, such was the badness of the break, they had to be flown by a medical plane back to Dublin. The bill for that came to 48 grand and they had to pay. So it's very simple. You can get one off at ski insurance, which will cover you for All of these costs. There are, sadly, accidents because it's just the nature of the game. Life is dangerous, as we know. And you can have an accident where someone runs into the back of you. I've been hit from the back by minding my own business and someone's run into the back. Nothing bad happened. But you need your insurance. So that's my final take on Schladming, this absolutely fabulous resort high up in the Austrian mountains. You will be able to enjoy, if you get there in January, the great Robbie Williams. Fancy that skiing down listening to A an ace and an angel. I won't murder any more of that fantastic song. So go away and book a holiday. And if you do book a holiday for this coming season, I'd suggest go to the one shop provider and most importantly of all, get fit beforehand by cheap gear and make sure you have your insurance so this is kevin signing off for this week and as my grandkids used to shout and sing when they went into ski school hey ho let's go hey he let's ski see you on the slopes